All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. All right, on this podcast, we have some more listener questions, and we're going to cover the best training program or right training program for you and how you know that is the case. We're going to cover the importance of carbs in your training and how and when to best utilize them, aka carbs in training. And then our last question of the day is going to be fitness without equipment. So if you don't have access to a gym, how are you going to get your fitness and how can you have a great amount of fat loss in that situation? Before we hop right into that, I'm going to mention my partners as I always do because I think they freaking rock. So when I was not able to digest proteins for whatever reason that was wrong with my body, maybe overloading, maybe too much protein, who knows what, but when I was not able to digest proteins, I was referred to a company called Body Health that has a product called Perfect Amino. The cool thing about Perfect Amino is aminos are the building blocks of protein. So if you take all your essential amino acids, that's all you really need for your protein source. I mean, you're going to eat it as well usually, but that's all you theoretically would need. But if you take Perfect Amino, it doesn't need to be digested. It just gets absorbed into your body if you have nothing or very little in your stomach. So when I started taking Perfect Amino, my body completely bounced back from a recovery perspective. And I've been taking it for over two years now. And what I've noticed is that I am about 75% less sore when I'm on point with my Perfect Amino consumption, which I take morning, afternoon, workout, and night. So I take quite a bit of it. But it is awesome. And you can check it out at allaroundjoe.com slash perfectamino and use the code allaroundjoe to get yourself a discount. The other company that I absolutely love and product is Whoop, and that's whoop.com. The Whoop strap is an always-on activity tracker that I have always on, like in the shower, during my workout, right now while I sleep. What it does is it gives me a recovery score each day, so I know how hard I'm, I should work out based off of how recovered my body is for that particular day. Pretty cool, right? It is for me because even if I felt bad, I would pound myself into the ground, and that had got has gotten me into trouble in the past. So whether you're a hard charger or you just want to make sure that you know what is optimizing your body, like amount of sleep, certain things that you eat, that type of thing, check out Whoop, that's W-H-O-P.com, and if you use the code ALLAROUNDJOE, you can get 100 bucks off. Pretty sweet deal. And lastly, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the most beneficial thing that I've done in the last 10 years, bar none. What it does is you go in, do a quick blood test, you, they send your results to Inside Tracker, and Inside Tracker matches them up with the diet, the dietary needs, and the supplements that you should be having, consuming, all that stuff, and the things that you shouldn't be. I am obsessed with fitness and nutrition, and consider myself an expert based off the number of hours and time that I've spent studying it. So, if you believe in the ten thousand hour rules. I have put that amount of time into my health and fitness and learning it, okay? So I've done a lot, a lot of it, and I have all kinds of certifications and degrees around health and fitness, but I could not tell what my body needed without taking this test, 
okay? I had no idea that I was poisoning myself with red meat. It was causing my sword iron levels to be way too high and causing me to be fatigued almost all the time. I was also cutting things out of my diet that I should have been having in my diet. Some of those things are like whole wheat products. A lot of people say stay away from them, but I needed more of them. Dairy and seeds, other interesting things that I wouldn't have thought of. I couldn't have done the testing myself. So check out InsideTracker.com. Use the code ALLAROUNDJOE. If you have questions about it, hit me up. I am passionate about what they do, and I want them to help you too because everybody, I believe everybody should be doing Inside Tracker. okay? Everyone. So enough about that. I want to get into this podcast because these listener questions are freaking fantastic. And if you have listener questions just like these, go to my Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash allaroundjoe, and you can just put them right there. Or I suppose you could tweet at me too, Joe underscore Bauer. But it's probably easier to get to facebook.com slash allaroundjoe. You'll probably remember that one better. Just put the questions right there. I'll make sure that they get answered on a future podcast. First question comes from Scott. And the question is, how do you know you're following the right training program? And Scott, this is a great question. And it's a tough question too because everybody's a little bit different. And I think that when you first start out, you have to try a bunch of different stuff to see how your body responds. But after you get some data, then you can start to correlate what has been working best for you and what hasn't been working for you. So if you know that if you've done like a, just a very simple linear progression in your strength training, which I've found works best for me, and what I mean by that is you take like four to four to eight weeks and you just, let's say you're doing back squats, you pick a number of repetitions, let's call it five repetitions, if you wanna build strength, five or less repetitions, And then you just put on a little bit more weight for those five reps every single week. And I don't really care how many sets you do. You just do a little bit more weight. You do as much as you can that first week to max out five reps. And then you do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. When you can't do it, then you take a little, then you take some time off and you try a different program or you take some time off and then you try the same program. But it's just a very straight linear progression. Then, once you have more and more of that data, you can do the programs that are going to be most beneficial for you over and over. And if we're talking about CrossFit and you want to be the best CrossFitter or best all-around athlete that you can be, you just want to be doing the things that are going to be helping with your weaknesses more often than the things that you're good at. So if we do a, if we take a look at what you're good at, versus what other people are good at in that same area, which is great for CrossFit. And what we do at the Get Better Project, you can check out the Get Better Project at thegetbetterproject.com, is we take data from regionals level athletes, and then we take data from you, and we compare that data from the regionals level athletes to you and we see where the biggest variations or the biggest weaknesses are, then you can structure your program around that. And that can be easy. That can be like, all right, I'm deficient in strength. So you need to focus on your strength training more often than someone who has a, has hitting all those strength numbers already. Or if you find that on the open workouts, 
the ones that were the longest are the are the ones that you are the defi- most efficient in, then you're going to want to put more long workouts in your program, right? If you had trouble with muscle ups and that's where you found the issue, then you need to have a program that's heavy in muscle ups. So none of these programs, if you're asking like, you know, Invictus, uh, Ben Bergeron's Comp Train, you know, Misfit Athletics, none of these programs are right for anybody. So you're going to have to make sure that you're still doing those things that are most needed for you and that's where you get the right program or the best program and you know that you're following the right program. You could have somebody program for you or you could do it yourself or you could follow a program. This is what I do is I follow a program and then I piece other things into it that I need if I feel like I'm not getting enough of them. So I need to work on muscle ups more often, right? So I find that like, for example, yesterday there was no muscle ups programmed into my programming. So what I did is I took a time after the workout to do some ECOS visualization training and then I hopped up on the rings and I just did, you know, three or four muscle ups every minute on the minute, just working on technique. So until I got to about 30 muscle ups and then I was done for that day right? And maybe they'll be in a Metcon later on, or maybe you won't find them in a Metcon. So when there's chest to bar at some point, another pulling movement, you decide to sub in muscle ups because you need more work on muscle ups. So that I believe is how you get the right training program for you. Hope that helped you with answering your question. The other way, if you don't know how to program for yourself, is you could hire some of these coaches. I know if you start a pro, one of these programs and then you hire one of their, their coaches specifically, they will do this types of stuff for you if you're not able to identify it yourself. So that would be another thing you could do. Our next question comes from Jackie. And Jackie asks, what are the importance of carbs in your training and how to best utilize them where and which types of carbs. So this is basically an all-inclusive carb question training from Jackie here. It's a good question. So carbs are essentially energy for your muscles, all right? We've talked about this in previous podcasts where we have where we talk about the proteins, fats, and the carbohydrates and what they do. And essentially the proteins are going to be the building blocks for a number of things including your muscles, enzymes, some hormonal stuff. Um, fats are going to have to do with phospholipid bilayers around every single one of your cells of your body, also uh, hormones, skin, hair, all that fun stuff. There's a lot of, oh, and they can also be turned into energy as well. They also, as well, they also get stored as fat. Carbohydrates are the energy system, all right? So they're, they're turned into sugars or muscle glycogen, and they're used for energy in your body. They're the main source of energy. So what you need to do with carbohydrates is you have to have the carbohydrates set, number one, the type that you want so it will support the amount of healthy body fat level, but then also to support your training. The way that I like to set up the carbohydrates is utilizing about about 40% of your total calorie consumption as carbohydrates. So if you're going to figure out how to set this up, I have a great podcast on how to set up your diet. I believe it is allaroundjoe.com slash 88. But what you're essentially doing is you're setting up a gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. So if you want to weigh 130 pounds, then you you eat 130 grams of protein. And then you break that down to 
30% fat also and 40% protein so that you have 100% total from your diet. Then you want to figure out when your carbohydrate should be consumed as it relates to your training because that's Jackie's question. So if you are training in the morning, you're probably going to have some carbohydrates. If you get up early enough, you're going to have some carbohydrates maybe uh, two hours or so before your training, ideally. Some people can have them a little bit before, but I like to have my at least two hours before because then I can get my amino acids to uh, be absorbed better, all right? Because I'm not going to be having any other source. I'm not just going to be eating carbohydrates just by themselves. You probably have proteins and fats and the amino acids would get uh, basically either slowed down by the fats or mixed in with the proteins that you would have with them. So that was a little bit of a tricky response there. But if you're going to have your workout in the afternoon, then you would again about two hours before, ideally be that meal before. And that meal before is ideal is going to be ideally a carbohydrate source that is low on the glycemic index. What that means is not going to raise your blood sugar very quickly when you consume them. Some things that are low on the glycemic index are steel-cut oats, apples, old-fashioned oatmeal, sweet potatoes, pretty much things that, pretty much anything that has high fiber in it is going to be low on the glycemic index and something that you could have in that particular situation. You can also lower the glycemic index of foods if you eat them with proteins and fats, which is another cool little trick. So if you're trying to be extra lean, make sure that you have your proteins and fats before or at least mixed up with the carbohydrates that you're going to eat. Kind of a fun little fact there. The next thing is that your carbohydrates that you have during and or after your workout can be a little bit higher glycemic. And they should be because your body is in a state where the muscles are triggering that they need to replenish their glycogen if you've had a glycogen burning style workout, which is any time that you have done pretty much any hard physical activity, but ideally in a rep range of like eight to 12 or six to 15 repetitions to failure, at any particular time, it's going to be burning the maximum amount of muscle glycogen and your body will be signaling that it needs to refuel that. So, which is usually most CrossFit workouts are going to have some form of really high burning of muscle glycogen. So, you could have something that was a little bit higher glycemic at that point. That's why I'll have a Cliff Bar or you could have some Gatorade um, or you could have some chocolate milk, something that has like a sugary source to it is not necessarily a bad thing within that half an hour after your workout. And that's where you utilize that. Then you would want to have the remainder of those 40% of your carbohydrates in low glycemic carbs again for the remainder of your day. So let's say that you worked out at night, let's say 6 p.m. at 4 p.m. you would have your meal, your pre-workout meal. It might be some, let's say some chicken, some avocado, some sweet potatoes, delicious. Then you have your workout and you take some amino acids. Then right after your workout, you have yourself a Cliff Bar or you have yourself a protein shake or a, let's say a protein shake that has some sugars in it or a protein shake and some Gatorade or some chocolate milk that has low fat, because ideally you want low fat after your workout because the fat will slow down the absorption of the carbohydrate. Then you wait another hour or so, and you continue eating on your 
regular schedule, again, having proteins, fats, and low glycemic carbohydrates in order to continue replenishing those glycogen stores, but you're not going to spike your blood sugar and, and accidentally, let's say I was looking for the word there, and accidentally cause your body to gain to or gain body fat. Got it? Cool. And the reason that we have most of our carbohydrates loaded behind our workout is because our body has is essentially changed the way that it's going to be processing those carbohydrates because of the workout. What I try and tell people is our brains can predict that we're going to work out, but our bodies cannot. So our body does not know that in three hours we're going to have a workout, so this Gatorade that I'm drinking shouldn't be stored as fat. It's just going to store it as fat because we haven't had any workout. But after the workout, if we have that Gatorade, our body's like, oh man, I just had a tough workout and I need and I know what to do with that Gatorade. I'm going to store it in muscle cells as muscle glycogen, not fat. So that is the importance of the carbohydrates, when to have them and which carbohydrates to have. So Jackie, I hope that answered your question. If you have any follow-ups, go ahead and drop them in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 104. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 104 where I can answer the follow-up questions there. And the last question of the day comes from Linnea. Linnea asks, I no longer have any access to equipment or CrossFit. What can I do to get my fitness on and still get great fat loss results? Okay, first thing I want to talk about here is that great fat loss results Yes, do you need to have a workout program? You do, but you're going to see the best results coming from after you have your your workout program in place. The best fat result, fat loss results are going to come from your diet. So make sure that you check out that episode allaroundjoe.com slash 88 where I talk about how I set up my diet for my nutrition clients. It's very important to have those Proteins, fats, and carbs set up in the way that you should have them as well as the timing that's going to go around those proteins, fats, and carbs. And when I say timing, it has to do with, like we just talked about, the timing of the carbohydrate consumption around your workout is going to make a huge difference. Also, if you're having any kind of dietary things, Inside Tracker is the best place to go to figure that out. You cannot know what you should be eating. You cannot know what you should be eating if you're not utilizing a company like Inside Tracker to test your blood and figure out what your body needs inside, not what your brain is telling it. So, you don't necessarily need to have access to fitness equipment, all right? You can get tons done with just body weight training. And having said that, you can go and find body weight training at all over the internet. Just search for CrossFit body weight workouts. And just go with that. I mean, there are so many different things that you can do without having equipment, all right? And what I would even challenge you, Linnea, with is you say that you don't have any any equipment. Can you get yourself a kettlebell or two? I mean, you can do so much with just a kettlebell. For example, uh, we're going to be moving into a van here pretty soon and taking as much equipment as we can with us. The kettlebell is probably the most important thing that we're bringing along with us. Just because you can do so much with a kettlebell, right? You can do all kinds of different kettlebell programs. You can do clean snatches, overhead squats, front squats. You can put the kettlebell on your back. You can do back squats. You can run with the kettlebell. You can do like 
essentially rucks or you know suitcase carries you can do all kinds of things with a kettlebell that is super small and not very expensive so that's what I would challenge you I would challenge you to even if you're not going to have much equipment get yourself a kettlebell or two especially if you're the going to be in between weights you know I always like to have myself a 70 pound kettlebell I can do a lot with I rarely well sometimes I'll use a lighter kettlebell but it's almost like sometimes I'd want to have a heavier kettlebell so I'd want to have the main kettlebell that I do a lot of my stuff with and then a heavier one that I can help for harder workouts such as like if I wanted to do deadlifts with kettlebells a 70 pound kettlebell is not going to do a lot but if I can get my hands on like a 100 pound kettlebell that might be a little bit more beneficial for that so if you have that option get two of them but if you can't get two of them, just get that one that you would use regularly. And then follow some sort of online bodyweight CrossFit workout, you know, and then make sure that you're doing the movements really well. And you can find out how to do the movements really well by doing the search for CrossFit has a whole bunch of movement standard videos on their YouTube channel. So just go search for that. It's all there. If you guys have questions about if somebody is doing something like a weird movement, you're not sure if they're doing it right, again, go to the show notes, allaroundjoe.com slash 104, drop the question in the show notes, I will get back to you, I'll even make you a video if I have to, so that you know that you're doing the things the right way. But again, Linnea, you don't, you can just follow four or five days a week, some sort of body weight CrossFit exercises or workouts, then you get that diet in check which is going to be the main mover of the body fat. So you stimulate your muscles with the body weight movements. And if you can get a kettlebell, do that. And then get your diet super checked off. And you're going to be good to go. Then when you do get a chance to travel or hit up a gym in that strange circumstance, go pick up some heavy stuff, right? Make sure that you have quality technique. You know, go squat, deadlift, bench press heavy. And do that. Or if you are at, you know, your house, look for things that you can use that would be heavy that you could have in your training. Like, for example, when we go to Costa Rica for our Costa Rica fitness vacations that we have, we don't have any equipment other than things, small things we can bring like jump ropes. So what we would do is we find rocks big rocks to either pick up, we've used big rocks to do cleans with, we've used big rocks to do front rack lunges with. So you can find these particular things in your everyday life and actually those are almost more applicable to a super human, if you will, than someone that works out in a CrossFit gym and knows how to use a barbell. But what happens if they're out in everyday life and they have to move trees or they have to pick up rocks or whatever, they will have the fundamental movements down. But if you're actually picking up rocks and trees, then you're going to be way better off. So I would be interested to hear a follow-up question or answer from Linnea about how or what type of equipment you have around your area. You know, do you have, could you go cut down a tree on the property and, you know, use that for deadlifts or, or overhead squats or something like that? Do you have, you know, some big rocks that you could go pick up? Do you have a wheelbarrow that you could fill up with dirt? You know, all of these interesting things that you can do above and beyond this 
just go search for the bodyweight CrossFit workouts, which are totally cool, but you can get really creative if you want to. So Lene, I hope that answered your question. If you have any more questions, like I said, drop me a line at allaroundjoe.com slash 104, and I will get that question or follow-up question answered. So I hope this was beneficial for you guys. It was fun for me. And I always like answering these questions, so go to allaroundjoe. Excuse me, go to my Facebook page at facebook facebook.com slash allaroundjoe and drop your questions there. I'll make sure that they get answered on a future podcast. And make sure that you check out my partners. Perfect Amino helps me to recover faster. Whoop helps me to know if I am recovered, so how hard I should work out. And Inside Tracker helps me to know the foods that I should be eating, so that I am going to get the most out of my body. All of those can be checked out. Uh, Perfect Amino, allaroundjoe.com slash perfectamino. Whoop at whoop.com and Inside Tracker at insidetracker.com. Use the code allaroundjoe for any of those to get yourself a sweet discount. And if you have questions, just let me know. Hit me up. All right, guys. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around 